Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Season 5, Episode 8. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike, from Reading High School, UC, Carolina Panthers fame, and the quarterback whisperer for many a high school quarterback in the tri-state. James Rapine will be along in Segment 2 when we talk NFL and the Bengals. We'll get to a college football segment as well. We're going to start with high school football, only in part because it is playoff time. Playoffs. And James is just arriving to the to the podcast, so yeah. we're all good. So let's start with the, uh, the, the playoffs in Ohio. We have now marched right along. We're into uh, into third round high school playoff mm-hmm. action, and probably no real surprises in Division One. I, I guess the surprise to me a little bit is how well St. Xavier's playing. I say, oh, you mean Elder and St. Xavier playing is not a surprise anymore? <laughs> it, it is to the coaches in the Greater Miami um, Conference, I believe. Man, that that Mueller had been playing some good football down the stretch. They had been. I was. I thought. I didn't think they beat them, but I thought they'd give them a really good game. Yeah, seeing what what St. X did, and obviously having Brogan McKay back. Um, as good as Ryan Nolan has played, and we, we mentioned Ryan Nolan last week, Brogan McKay has been fantastic this year. Uh, that offense is is a well-oiled machine, and um, and when Brogan is in there, they can they add it to to different depths of that offense. They you know they they are able to to run almost a college scheme at a lot of high school defenses. So you certainly look at the impressiveness of Saint X and. Again, it's funny. I think they're the third best team in the state, and I really have nothing other than I've heard great things about Pick Central and obviously Lakewood, St. Ed, and all yep. of that. And they're somehow the third seed in this region. Right. Help me with that. Uh, no, well, the the second seed was knocked off by what would have been the nine seed in the GMC. <laughs> That's right. That's Elder. Correct. Elder. Um, yeah. I did, look, the 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 seeding, the voting is a, is a little wacky this year, and um, we. I mean, you 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 you'd be remiss not to tip the cap to Doug Ramsey again at Elder because. You know, the talk of the season was, man, look what everything they lost up front. And they lose their quarterback, and they lose all these pieces. And here's Elder again in the same spot that we've seen them in seemingly year after year after year. And, look, it, it's, as much as Elder has struggled on the defensive side, you'd be remiss. They can score with anybody. Yeah, I don't think if I'm X, I want to see them. No. I, I think X is still the better team. They proved that the first time they played. But Elder also had a lead a couple different times in that yeah. game. Now, second half-wise, X took charge of it. They did score a touchdown late, which kind of skewed it a little bit. Yeah. But they were the better team, and I think everybody would agree with that. But you're right. Elder gets in an offensive rhythm. and We've all been in those games. They might get up 21 nothing and yeah. not blow the lead like another team mm. blew a lead. Drew we'll Ramsey's playing really well. Yeah, no. I mean, you, yeah. On, on the same field, you're going to have uh, obviously Brogan McKay, Liam Clifford, Drew Ramsey, and company all on the same field. That's a lot of fireworks. That is a fun game to watch. Yeah. The other game, Colerain Lakota West. It's a showdown. Ooh. It's a rematch from the regular season when West shut him out and ended that long GMC winning streak. We, we've talked about West's offense not being great or dynamic, but it's good enough. It doesn't make a lot it's of mistakes. Job against East. The defense does the job, but I think it's similar to X. Well, I think West is clearly the better team and proved it. I don't know if I want to see a rematch, right? Yeah, and, and I think I think this is going to be interesting for Coleraine this time around because Tom Bolden knows that offense so well. And you have to figure out some type of wrinkles because I think the first time around, 
I don't think there was many wrinkles in the Colerain scheme. You you know, you you have a quarterback in Tyler Prather that can throw the ball as right. well. Right, they are not all options right. anymore. So maybe you, you might have to, to run a little bit more of that because you have a coach on the other side that knows the option better than anyone and can coach the option to a defense better than anyone as well. Legit point. All right, let's move to Division Two. No surprises, but a really good third-round matchup. Uh, Winton Woods will play number uh, the number one team will play number eight Edgewood, and then the other game in that same bracket will have number four Kings, number five Turpin. You talk about a potential shootout there. Two really explosive offensive teams in Kings and Turpin. Yeah, and this these are kind of both the teams that we talked about. Can they can they overtake the top? Right all year we've watched what Kings has done. We've watched what Turpin has done. Now only one of them get to move on, and and I, I like. I like this Kings offense. I like what they do. That they can run the ball. They can air it out. It's your guy at quarterback. Yeah, but and but at the What's same his name? time, Say his name. Jackson. Thank you. Jackson. What's his last name? Uh, Just mumble it. Yeah, you go. Uh, but at the same time, Turpin's been consistent all year with it too. I still don't know if either of these teams get past LaSalle. But or I think Wynn it, Woods first. Or Wynn yeah. Woods. But yeah. I, but I think it's going to be a little bit tougher test this year than it has in years past. In that same division, but in the lower bracket, it'll be LaSalle, the number two seed, hosting Riverside Stebbins, and Anderson, the sixth seed, playing at number three, Piqua. Anderson's always an interesting team because they uh, they can open some things up offensively. I still think we, we all agree that LaSalle's yes. the team to come out of that bracket. I, I'm not... I, look, Winton Woods, I think, is, is clearly the best team in that upper bracket, but the Turpin Kings winner... I think it's a big confidence boost mm-hmm. from that game. I don't think they beat Winton Woods. I think that's that's still a touchdown or two. Although Winton Woods and Turpin was a one point game at halftime, fourteen thirteen. Yeah. Winton Woods did dominate and pulled away in the second half. Um, but we're getting down to really good matchups in Division Three in the upper bracket in Region Twelve. It'll be number five Ross, the ground and pound Ross Rams, which average almost three hundred and sixty yards per game rushing against number four New Richmond. Uh, certainly an interesting matchup in that one, New Richmond very dynamic mm-hmm. offensively. And number two, Hamilton Baden will host uh, Tip City, Tippecanoe. They actually Tip City. They will actually play that uh, at a field to be determined. I believe last week, Baden was going to play their game at Monroe. They ended up winning by forfeit, one of four games in the area because of COVID that uh, teams advanced by forfeit. So I think that game is still TBD, but last week it was going to be at Monroe. And also, this is a Friday night game. New Miami keeps rolling along, but they have a tough test. They'll go play. They're the number eight seed. They'll play at number one, Maria Stein, Marion. Andy Stuckert, first year at New Miami. Dominic Goodman, offensive coordinator, former Bearcat. Andy Stuckert, I've said that before, the fullback turned center in in literally one half of of arena football. One in their first playoff game. It's, that's awesome. Congrats. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, no question. Uh, let's go to Saturday's game in Ohio. Saturday's games in Ohio in Division Four, Region 16. Number nine seed Bethel Tate won its first playoff game ever two weeks ago. Mm. Followed it up with a second. They now have the tall task of playing at number one Clinton Massey. Congrats. Uh, but still a great year for, for yeah. Bethel Tate. Number five, McNick will go to Waverly. They're the five seed. Waverly is the four. And in the bottom bracket, it still looms. It's not there yet. It'll be number seven Valley View at number two Indian Hill and number six St. Paris Graham Local at number three Wyoming. How much do you fear either Indian Hill or Wyoming if you're their coaches kind of looking ahead just a hair? I know you say you're not going to do it in the you playoffs, but you know your your main foe looms, right? I would I would be more concerned on the Indian Hill side because there's so much there of wanting to get to right. Wyoming and beat them because of how the previous years has been. And Valley View is always one of those teams you hear about right. that is always consistent. They're always there. Um, They've had I, a Division One player or two over the right. years. 
I, I still think it's Indian Hill, Wyoming on this crash course, and, and if we get to that, I, I cannot wait to see it. I'm kind of with you. And Division 5 on Saturday night, Springfield Green in the 8th seed will play at number 1 Roger Bacon. Oh. No reason not to uh, to take the Corey Kiner train. Corey Kiner's run this week? Did you see what he <laughs> I did, and I missed it. He had five, five or six carries for 136. Yeah, I knew the numbers were crazy. Um, it was one of the best high school runs I've ever seen. And, and Was it Derrick Henry-esque or even yes, better? Yes, it was Derrick Henry. He carried like ended up carrying not like eight guys uh, into the end zone. And um, because of Corey Kiner's greatness, it goes kind of unseen. Logan Huber, the quarterback, 18 of 19 in his last three games. <laughs> he was 5 for 5 for 140 and three touchdowns. Sorry, Logan, nobody's noticing. I hate it's to right. say it. It's terrible. And, and but... for Logan, it's like you have to master – Beating one-on-one coverage. Yeah, right. That's right. Because as soon as you play action fake into Corey Connor, they're all, all the linebackers com- they're are all coming. coming. Safeties are coming. And linebackers are coming. Corners are coming yes. off of blitzes. And he's made the plays. You may be throwing against air. Which is the only thing that if a team that had athletes comes across Roger Bacon, Logan Huber has showed the ability that he can right. throw the he ball. Can beat you. And, and can beat you. So that's that's huge for Roger Bacon no, to have. No question. The other part of that bracket in which Roger Bacon's in, it'll be number 5 CHCA at number 4 Versailles. In the lower bracket, it'll be number 7 Springfield Shawnee at the 2 seed Blanchester. Blanchester's got to be thinking it's got a great opportunity yeah. to get this regional championship game, and it's no knock. The other side were two upsets. Number 19 Purcell, Marison, Purcell Marion moved along. They'll play at another team that pulled off an upset, number 11 Marymont. Um, so congratulations to, uh, I guess, the CHL for, for having some of the other teams move along, right? CHL, rolling through. CHL, shout out to them. In Indiana, all the playoff games on a Friday, and our guys at East Central have a tough one, I assume. I don't know anything about Silver Creek other than what I saw next to Silver Creek in parentheses, 9-0. and Yeah, That's a nice first-round playoff game. That doesn't yeah. seem right. Um, that's the, the weird thing about how the seeding's going in Indiana. It is the weird. blind draw yes. um, really doesn't benefit what you do during the regular season. I've always thought and that was Silver weird. for Silver Creek, I'm guessing they're going, look, we're not right. going, we got to play these doing? guys. Yeah. we got to play 7-2 and two East Central, and East yep. Central just lost uh, last week to run Cali. But, again, they scheduled that game in order to kind of toughen themselves up for the playoffs. The other game, in uh, area game in Class 4A, Sectional 23, will have South Dearborn at Greenwood. In Class 3A, Sectional 31, it is Lawrenceburg's to lose. They will host Brownstown Central. The other part of that bracket will be Franklin County at Batesville, and uh, those are the games the in Lawrence Indiana. So there you go. we got it all cut up. Kentucky still in regular season play. Covcath, ooh, put a pretty good beat down on Highlands. Yeah, what, what are, we, are we? Were we? Were we drinking the the deuce on Highlands? <laughs> I think that I was. A, I think I was a little bit. Man, I think I was a little. Um, and your guy, Cam Hergen at, at my Beachwood Tigers. We making the, the case for Mister Football. It, there's a groundswell for him as Mister Football. I mean, if I'm you in. look, you know, people can argue kind of like Corey Kiner, right? He's playing smaller schools, mm-hmm. except. He's not. Right. Played Dixie Heights and put up some numbers. Played Cubcath yep. and almost came away with the win. I, I think he, I don't know if he wins it. He doesn't doesn't play on the other he's side the, of the he's football. He's in the conversation. But he's in the it. conversation, which yep. is pretty cool and for if, sure. And if you're Beachwood, you have a chance over the next few weeks, put up some gaudy numbers. I would agree with you. Go 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 out there and throw for 400. <laughs> in, I would. In, in a half. I would, I'd be throwing, I'd throw the ball 60 times. Uh, I, I'm sure you would. You'd, you'd be you'd be waving people off. Yep. Tony, we're pulling you. Yep. No, we're good. No, we're good. We're, we're playing into the fourth today. I'm going to remember this Mr. <laughs> football the more than I'm going to remember this coach being pissed off at me. Exactly. You go back. Exactly. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, James Rapine will join us. We'll talk NFL and the Bengals. we still got some college football, including will UC play this week? Ooh. I don't know. I hope oh. they do. Ooh. That much more. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. 
taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into segment two of the Angry Quarterbacks podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, Local12.com. The real quarterback, Tony Pike, and James Rapine from SI.com He's joins here. us to talk NFL and the Bengals. We broadcast live today from the Why in the Hell is Samaj AP Ryan carrying in on a big play studios. James Rapine is here, baby. He's here. What are we... Do we want to start there? Because there's so much to un- uncover here, including a lot of guys now on social media on full tilt, and uh, uh, we we got a lot to go there's to. So many aspects to a game where you were winning twenty one nothing that at, at the no. like midway point of the the well, second quarter yesterday, I was like, it's going to be a good show tomorrow. How about we start there? Who at twenty one nothing didn't believe it was going to eventually become a game? I only, Anyone? I only regret not looking at what the live line was. Rivers complete. You're right. Rivers <laughs> completed a pass to one of the tight ends. You know, one of the many. On one of the on, when they were backed up, right? Yeah, twenty one nothing. Backed up on their thirteen. Completes a pass, and I'm like, here they come. I turned yeah. to everybody in the room. I was with. I was like, here they come. Like this is not over. And that's exactly what my, happened. No, it, it, it felt that, it. It always feels it. My <laughs> thought on that same drive was at twenty one nothing. You can't get beat deep. Right. And they get beat over the top, and then it's that huge momentum play. And then instead of, like, the Colts having to go on, like, a 12-play drive to get points, it's like a, what, two-minute drive? Yeah, it was seven plays, 87 yards, and about right. two minutes and, and then, seconds. boom, right away, it's you already know that, that you're kind of stuck in a game. And kind of what we talked about late, you didn't want to let Phillip Rivers get comfortable. Correct. And we're, then we're that drive, that. he got comfortable. He got real comfortable. 24-7, though, I thought, okay, you kind of stemmed the tide. You because answered a little answer. bit. Yeah. yeah, you did answer. And great, it was it was aided by a couple of penalties. The the jet sweep to Tyler Boyd was nice to see on that drive. But then at that point, what Tony just said, Phillip Rivers got real comfortable, got hot, made a couple of really good throws. I mean, the the, the touchdown to Pascal was, was okay coverage. It wasn't awful, yeah. but it was a really good throw and a really good catch that made it 24-21. And that's the part that I'm – look, I, I, we're, there's so much to address here because the front four can't get home because you're not playing three starters half the time on the front four. We're going to get into that a little bit. But then, you know, if you're not going to get home, go blitz him. He's an old man who can't move in the pocket. Not mobile. Trust, trust some of your guys on the outside to, to make a play on, on, on that. And, and so you let a guy who's aged, will throw interceptions, stand back there and get comfortable as opposed to – Let's send a bunch of guys. And I asked Zach after the game, but you know, should, did you think Lou should have pressure? Well, we did pressure. We just didn't get home. I'm not. I'm sorry. I didn't see a lot of pressure. No, you did, didn't. You got. You did I scared? Did I see? Did I miss something? No. You you. Did, they didn't pressure him. Philip Rivers is slower than Tony Pike, and Tony Pike's Correct. the slowest man in this room right now. That's Rod. sad. I, it, That's sad. No doubt about it. The play it, where Philip Rivers was scrambling out and like looked behind him and then just threw <laughs> yeah, out of bounds. Yeah, threw it out of bounds. Looked like the slowest human I've ever seen, and I'm like, why are we not like <laughs> yes, pushing him more? It, it, and they didn't blitz him. And the, here's the thing: is you look at those receivers. T. Y. Hilton's washed. He's, he's getting, washed. He's getting ripped in Correct. Indianapolis Correct. all season. You Correct. think it's bad with AJ? No, you're right. It's been much worse for T. Y. This year. So those receivers don't scare you if you're William Jackson no. or if you're Darius Phillips. It might scare you if you're Lashawn Sims. Yeah, it would scare me if it was so Lashawn Sims. Whole, yes. whole, whole other story yes. there. But Mackenzie Alexander, Jesse Bates, like you, you brought this secondary together to do. Some of this. What you wanted it to do yesterday, and and then it would have allowed Von Bell to do what? Instead of guard guys one-on-one? Come downhill and go pressure. Go, pressure, blitz. Hit? I, I, I'm, David Skather, I'll be honest, hit. I'm, I'm not going to let Von Bell cover anybody. I'll let him blitz. I'll yeah. let him be a run stopper. He ain't covered a soul anymore. And that's exactly how it should be. And, and it, I don't get a, a week after they had such a good performance and were able to contain Lamar. This defense completely implodes against a quarterback think, that most people I think Lamar contained himself. I think Lamar contained before. himself, yeah. Um, well, clearly that's the case. Yeah. yeah. My my thing with 
watching if you watch film, you just watched the Cleveland game last week and saw what happens when Rivers is pressured, right? Yes. He gave away nine points in the second half. He stood in the pocket in the end zone, freaked just out, threw, yeah. threw one for a like for an intentional grounding. But there there's so many different levels, and I'm glad we're starting on the defensive side because as you as you alluded to, one, you can't get a pass rush with four guys. And it's one thing if like you look back at the the end of the game and you're like, Wow, Dunlap played eighty percent of the snaps and, and Gino played eighty percent of the snaps and we couldn't get home with our guys. But you look at the snap cut at the end of the game, you're like, Okay, we couldn't get home with our fifth and sixth stringers and one of two things is happening. Either you're you're going to this youth movement or you're saying that Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap aren't as good as your fifth or sixth string guys. And so let, let's use that as a jumping off point. Is that what you think it is, or are we at the point where I think it is, which is he wants his guys and he's done with the old crew? Zach Taylor's out of his damn mind. That's I'm not telling you he's not. I'm just that's saying. I think that's where we are, right? That, that is where we are, and he's out of his damn mind. And we'll get to the offense in a second because I'm going to lose my mind. Just oh, yeah. To, yeah no, let's, let's stay here. You know? No, no, no. I, I, but, but because it's it's on both sides. It's a common theme. That's, where, yes. that's my point. Yes. It's not just one guy. It's not just one spot or one injury. It's Gino and Carlos. It's, you know, m- multiple. And that, that's the thing is, you're talking about Khalid Kareem, Christian Covington, Xavier Williams, all these guys getting either right there snap-wise with Dunlap and, mm-hmm. and Atkins or, or more, more, snaps more snaps than Atkins and Dunlap. And there was and no injury insane. report. Right. There was no in-game injury no. report. They're not injured. No. Hell no. No. Okay, so... Atkins played the same amount of snaps last week as he did this that's week. That's right. But they didn't... That's insane. But why... Look... If you start both of those guys knowing that Reader and Hubbard are out and you struggle early, I get it. Like, hey, we, we, we started these guys. They struggled before the half. We had to make a move at halftime. You went into the game with that as your game plan. Right. So then is it this? And this is what I want to get to. Is it the fact that Geno Atkins tapped out for the first four games and they said, you know what? Screw you. And is it the fact that Carlos Dunlap, and we've talked about it, his motor is just not there. It's almost like I'm cashing a check. And maybe for them, and they talk accountability, and we can argue certainly that I'd be playing my best guys too, Mm -hmm. but is it I'm not going to let these dudes show me up. I'm going to save the rest of my locker room moving forward. Maybe it's the wrong decision, but it feels like we are completely at the loggerheads of he doesn't trust none of them. They don't trust each other. Neither side trusts each other now. And so it's almost like, all right, you don't want to give me effort. You don't like being an outside linebacker employee, 96. To hell with you, I won't play you. Gino, if you know what? You tapped out the first four games. I'm going to get you a few snaps. But you know what? If you don't show me any of those snaps, I'm getting you out of there because I'm not going to let you be a cancer to the rest of these guys. Sounds good. I know it does. And, 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 I know and that. I'm sure there's some, some people right now like, yeah, that's right. That's what we want, culture. And you know what I say to that? Hey, Zach. Enjoy being a coordinator I agree. in college. No, next I, year. I I think that's the that's the because that's the push comes to shove. Because if you make this move games. right, if you make this move, it looks so smart if you win games. Yep. But the problem is the drop off is so significant mm-hmm. that you're not going to with that personnel. You're just not. And I don't love Dunlap. I, I, I don't. I, either, I don't like some I, of the I know social know. media I know, stuff and, I, and, and I know how he pouts yes. and all that. Like, yes. Because that is it's a little ridiculous. But, but he's on your roster. You're paying him. You can't just let him go and say to hell with him. How about we coach him up and get on the same page and try to get the most out just, of him? You're not, yeah. just, you're not just paying him. You're paying him a lot. top five on this roster. Geno Atkins is a top five payroll guy. Carlos Dunlap's a top five payroll guy. That, you, you made decisions as an organization to buy into these guys. And if you're Zach Taylor, look, we, we said on this show last week, for the first time, outside of the play calling blunders, 
It felt like some cracks in the foundation and in that week, locker room. And this week got in between Darius Phillips right. and then Carlos after the game last night. I mean, it is. And now there's water in the foundation. And it's starting to freeze. Yep. yep. And it's, it's spreading. <laughs> and it, it's spreading through the team. And, again, the the saving grace was always that, man, that this team still fights and they play hard. Right? Because we gave Zach and they Taylor. All, and they all sounded good when they talked yep. about Zach Taylor. What until we about the last two weeks. Last, last year, the guy won two football games and he got a free pass in the national football league a free pass to win two games when you have no success as a coordinator prior you have no head coaching experience and we all gave him a free pass now you're mixing in what's going on with these veterans of the team you're mixing in the play calling the in-game management and the decisions being made there's no way that that locker room is what what zach taylor say yesterday positive yes Yes. It, it things, better not be. Things are things are going to go in the right direction. What do we, it better not be. If it's positive, he should be fired today. <laughs> you, you were up twenty. Someone should. It shouldn't be. This shouldn't be. Well, that's oh, we can build on this. Hell the, no, you that, guys blew it. No, that's the part that, that the the one quote from yesterday. I got to paraphrase. I don't have it in front of me. Was about continuing to trust the process and the oh, process and the process. It almost feels like there's no sense of urgency here. Like you ain't got a five year process in in anybody's mind, Chief. Win and he better not. If they give him, if, if honestly, and and you do wonder now. Because we're starting to put heat on Zach Taylor, and it's deserved. Yes. But what if the people up top that are making the decision say, Zach, we know this is going to take time to get your culture in. We believe in you. I don't think there's a chance in hell they could really do that. I really don't. James, I, I meant to look this up last night. I did look it up, and I couldn't find it. I guess I never report on it. I'm not sure anybody else did. Do we even know the length of term of Zach Taylor's contract? I See, I was I, in my defense, I wasn't here. I know you were. I think it's four. I, I I thought so too, and I think that's right. But I don't. know. But I don't either. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I would. Well, I would assume four. And the one thing is, Mike Brown oh. doesn't like to pay for people not to mm-hmm. work. But uh-huh. I would say this, which probably I mean, he's already paying for guys on the defensive <laughs> side to not work. Paying a lot of money for that too. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and they're making double uh, yes. and triple with double, yes. or what? Uh, yeah, and that's Taylor's what making. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It, could it be? Could you pull the plug after this year and pay him for two, or are you paying for one? I can't imagine it's 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 a three year. I got to imagine with you, yeah. it's a four year deal. I know lose. I think Luana Rumo's deal is three, which usually there are. Six Assistant contracts are two, um, but it's just a matter of I'm, I'm already looking at the end game of when and how can you get out of this. And honestly, they should have been able to get away with a three with Zach. Zach yes. wasn't qualified for it was this a job. Gift. It was a gift. It was. It absolutely was. And, and and that's the part. And I hope behind closed doors there is a sense of urgency that we're just not seeing. And he's trying to be like, oh, everything's so. good here. You know the gift where there's <laughs> Yo, yes, fire yes, in the background. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. Right, nothing to see <laughs> nothing here. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're starting to see at Paul Brown Stadium. When and it's uh, it, to me it's kind of uh, and and I don't know. I asked him this last week about the age thing. Because he's close to Dunlap's age. Sure. They're like five years apart, right, you right. know, Gino's age. And if there's a difference, and clearly he's treating these guys differently. It isn't just about talent. And, no question. And, and I don't know how to trust, me personally, based on the snap counts the past couple weeks, I do not know how to trust this coaching staff that they're going to put the best guys on the field each and every week. My concern, and you can go back to when Zach Taylor was hired because looked up the UC record, and that UC <laughs> team had Mike Boone and Teon Green, who both had stints in the NFL. Mike Boone's still playing. Yeah, Gunnar Keel was the quarterback, and they finished 123 out of 128 in, in college offense. football and offense. Yep. And that was Zach Taylor's offense. In the in the American, that wasn't as right. good as it was right now. That's right. Um, and so my, my comment when 
Zach Taylor was hired. As I, I hope that he's being hired because of his upside and not because he can be controlled by others in the building. To say, hey, we're going to make you the head coach, but here's the deal. We're going to be pulling the strings behind so, you. So that's what I'm wondering. Is that where the fight is? Of, of he's not getting what he wants out of Gino and Carlos. Upper management's going, that's you gotta, my concern. you, you got to make this work. Yep. And at this stage, he says, well, you know what? I, I'll control the snap counts. We'll, me and Lou will control the snap counts. I think A.J. was on that path. I really do. I think A.J., and I, I think he got to the point where, honestly, he didn't want to be remembered for that performance in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I really think he was really contrite with us on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I thought he didn't walk back everything. He didn't really answer the whole, did he mouth the words, trade me question. But he was quite contrite and I think quite embarrassed. And I think you saw him decide, look, Maybe these guys are going to go out that way. I ain't going to do that. Yeah. But that's personal pride on his part. I don't mm-hmm. know what the personal pride level of Gino and Carlos are. They've made their money. They've cashed their checks. They're on a crappy team. I don't think they care about their legacy. I think AJ does. I really do. And I think that's what you saw this past week as he got himself back in the mix, back in the fold, made some AJ-like plays on Sunday. I just don't know how you see it. But it goes back. That's a coaching issue. you got to deal with that. It's shit yep. like that you got to deal with it's as a coach. being a head coach. Absolutely. And look, the, the trade deadline's November 3rd. The bye week, you, the week of the bye. How do you get the most? Right. You're not. You're getting for, nothing. For Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. You're, getting, you're playing Play them. them. You're getting zero. You show right. them that they can go win That's a game correct. in Indiana. Like AJ Green did yesterday. When Phillip Rivers is, yeah. Yes. Guess what? AJ, now people are looking at AJ And maybe AJ's like, smart enough to go, you know what? I'll bust my ass for three weeks and get the yep. hell out of here. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't It's ridiculous. AJ's value from before yesterday to now is significantly higher. And he's, by the way, I was right. Told you he still had something left. He did. I'll I give was him right. I'll give him credit. Yeah, yeah. he's still. Now, we'll get to the offensive side high, of the ball. Should he have high pointed that one ball? Yes, but overall, pretty we can, good out. We can get to the offense in a second. Okay, all right. So, yeah, because so we've got about a 45 minute segment on the offense, too. <laughs> yeah, we do. But this, I don't know, this Zach Taylor experiment in, in, in Lou Anarumo, it's, it's funny because the offense plays decent one week and then the defense is awful and then vice versa. And it's so inconsistent. And at some point, regardless of the injuries, they would put it together all the way against a team like the Colts who honestly aren't that good. They're no. going to finish well, about 7-9. Ma- maybe it's, because, player maybe it's because something you've talked about, and we've always, we've always talked about this offensively, of identity, that you always have a staple to go back to. The Colts' identity defensively, for the most part, is we're going to play cover two, we're going to come up and tackle you, we're not yep. going to let stuff get over our heads, we're just going to play good, sound football. The identity of Baltimore is what? We're going to get you in third and seven, and here we come, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. On offense, we're going to use our quarterback in the run game and run it for the most part, do a lot of play-action bootlegs with our tight ends. That's what their identity is. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what the Bengals' defensive identity is because one week you got five defensive linemen out there, one week you got three and Carlos Dunlap spinning into coverage, another week you're playing three safeties, and I get you want to use some different packages. There's a, the, the, you, I'm not telling you you don't do that stuff, but what is your identity defensively? What is your identity offensively? And I think that's where you see the inconsistency on both sides because you got none. It was supposed to be Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and, and Carl DJ Watson Reader. And, and Reader, right? yeah, getting after the passer and really making it tough. And that's the crazy thing is they are getting some decent snaps out of Covington and out of, out of some of these yes, guys. Yes, and those should be 15 to 18 snaps a game. And that's the reality. <laughs> Gino should have played 70% of the snaps. There's no excuse. And, and today, we're, the question's going to come up again. Because um, sometime in a postgame, you're trying to recap game more than talk about specific guys, mm-hmm. right? So this is going to come up again because it's obviously a clear-cut issue of something. And I don't want to hear injury. Because I, I, I don't think it's ever been injury this year. I think it was him checking out for four games, him deciding to come back because he couldn't use the excuse anymore, and the coaching staff saying, screw you, pal. Which I get. 
But at the same time, as the game's unfolding yesterday and you're struggling in different areas. I won't win that game. Is it, is, yes. it, is it more about making a statement? Is it more about finding a way to get a win? And, and that's the thing. Listen, if I'm coaching um, if I'm, if I'm coaching college basketball and I'm just starting to, to build my, yeah. my process. Still got to win. NFL, man, it's too much. Got to do it now. And it yeah. doesn't mean you have to. We all understand this was not a playoff team win now. You get 16 now. chances. Yeah, you can funny. argue. No, I, I, I was like Joe Burrow said, "We got ten more." I'm then, yeah, you got ten more. I had ten more ain't gonna be a lot of fun. But Bob. you can argue that you can argue it's not a playoff team. We can both argue that they should be what? They should have beat Philly. Should have beat Philly. Yes, yeah, should have beat, beat, beat the Chargers. And they should have beat the Colts. Yes, they three more wins. Correct. They, like, uh, so we can talk about coach, them not being a playoff a team. A good coach. How Marvin Lewis would have won two of no, three. No, of that, them. That's just it, and that's what it comes down to. Is I do think this team is closer. I think we see that. I think last year's team was light years away. Last year's team was it two and fourteen? I don't know, four and twelve maybe. Five. It doesn't matter. That was a bad football team. Mm-hmm. No one's going to discount that. We all saw that. We all knew that. It, it, it that part's fine. But quit talking about building your culture and we're this close. And no, you have to find a way to win. Yes. That's what this. But that's the. It's a well, bottom line business. Period. End of story. We said. We said you're either judged by wins and losses or. You gotta you gotta feel good about what's going on, and I don't feel good about who's in and charge the funny right is, now. The funny part is, we talked about we never wanted to put a win loss total on this season, right? Because we just didn't know what that would do. Like, and we're, it's and, gonna be two. Well, what, but we also said, you know, I want to see them be competitive and be, you know, do some. In, in theory, they are. They're all the things that we kind of wanted them to be when the season started. They're in games, competitive, but now it feels worse because they can't find a way to win these damn things. They yeah. find different ways to lose, and and look. The defensive side, and I know we got to switch to the offense. On the defensive side, yesterday for the first time, what'd you notice? Running backs and tight ends. Phillip Rivers crushed them. Oh linebackers, flat stuff, swing linebackers stuff. struggled Ooh. to cover, and Von Bell struggled to cover. And yet, Von Bell can't cover. When I look today, Sean Williams played ten snaps, and it's like, well, well it's a, and that's where that's where I'm just wondering: Are we at the line of demarcation of there's a Marvin guy, there's a right. Marvin guy, there's a Marvin but this, guy, there's but at a Marvin the same guy, time, there's a Marvin I'm guy. also looking Bye. in the game, and I'm like, man, we're getting killed by tight ends and running backs. Let's let Sean Williams go in and cover one. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out not fighting. Teammates and, elected him a captain in case and, anybody's wondering. And you want to know one thing I have heard about this coaching staff? Multiple people they're have, fun. have said this. He's a nice guy. No, that they're arrogant. And I heard it. I heard it when I was in Cleveland. And I, I heard it again when That's I I, I, joined I, back I in can April. feel that. I can see that. And, and, and I sure. was like, oh. Like, and I've never met Zach Taylor because of the pandemic. I right. still haven't met him in person. But I was like, oh, that's nice interesting. Guy. And, and now the longer. We get into this year, and the the more stubborn he is with yes. his guys. Yes. And, the, and this is how we could kind of transition at the offense and go right into what I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there, too. Yeah, but oh, yeah, it's a good transition. No, that's a good transition. Keep going. Mike Thomas getting a ton of snaps yesterday. And John Ross getting none. Zach, Zach Taylor playing his guy. No. That arrogant, ridiculous, outlandish – I, I, what did I tell you? I, I think it was a, a disaster, a catastrophe. I, John I Ross I played used. one snap. One snap. He did play one snap. He's in on one. one snap. I missed it. One. I missed it. One. No, I, 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 I saw it. Let me correct my myself journalistically. Always... A shame on me. I missed did it. Did you say he didn't I, play? I must have. I, I don't think I did. I might have said on, a, on another podcast I did last night that I don't remember John Ross playing a snap. So I maybe had my head down tweeting. I, I Shame on me for missing that one glorious snap. How do you do on that snap, James? Can you take me through the oral history of the one snap for John Ross? He didn't get the ball. I actually think it okay. might have been a running. You okay. know what would have been great if, if it was the Samaje Piron fullback dive. Run, yeah. If that was John Ross's uh, snap, it was not. That. I think okay. it was in the first half. But here's the arrogance. He, here's why this makes sense and, and, and it, it aligns. So Mike Thomas is Zach Taylor's no guy, question. Right? Yes, we saw it in training camp. I was like, man, Mike Thomas going in ahead of Auden Tate. It's not just Ross going ahead, going in ahead of Auden Tate. That that was weird during camp and stuff like that. 
Well, yesterday, Mike Thomas plays, I, I think, what what is it? Uh, wasn't 20, a ton, but it was enough. 26 snaps. But here's the thing. He has a big drop. A bu- huge drop. And what happens? He gets right back out there. Yes. After a week after a giant fumble. That's fact. That's no, arrogant. No, the last, the, James, the last two times he touched the football were the fumble in Baltimore and then that drop. And this team and is just, they just trot him right back out. He's our guy. If that was John Ross, he'd be benched. He would have benched. He'd have been sent. And this team isn't Saskatchewan. <laughs> this team isn't capable of managing second and ten and third and long. So a drop is even it's more huge. devastating for this team. But the crazy thing is, the whole John Ross situation. You make him active, and yet well, you made him active by default. In, right. In, 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 in all, and anyway. yet, and yet, Tyler Boyd I, gets a reverse. T. Higgins gets a reverse. Alex Erickson is getting targets. Mike Thomas not only has the drop, but in a key drive, the Bengals decide to run a play-action rollout pass where Mike Thomas is the, the yes. first option, and he can't get separation. Correct. That was what he do- I think he dove for. Yeah. Him, I mean, yeah. it was he was draped in coverage, and Burrow put it out yeah. in front of him. But it's like none of those could be a John Ross-type play. None of those could be John Ross trying to take the top off the defense. You at least got to respect the speed over the top. Especially when you were running it well early. What a great time to play fat, play God, fake and throw man. one. You, you worked with T. Higgins on it. Yep. Might have worked with the other guy. And so I got back. Ross scored so let me go back to my so, initial. So, so let me go back man. to my point I was just making a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Geno Atkins, mm-hmm. Carlos Dunlap, mm-hmm. Sean Williams. John Ross was not a Marvin Lewis guy, but of that era. Um, He's from that tree. Yes. No doubt. I mean, it almost. On Tate to a degree. To a degree. Mike Thomas yes. is getting more playing time than yes. Tate. So that's another one. Yes. Because I don't think anyone thinks. And I like Thomas. This is a. I don't want to. I'm not trying to attack him. No, Mike Thomas is a pedestrian fifth wide receiver. F- yeah, that's what he is. In in so and good for him for getting checks. And, I hope you get checks for five more years, kid. And I don't think Tate's great, but I think he's a better receiver than Mike Thomas. Yes, I think he's got stronger hands. Yes, he can make more plays. Yes, so I think that's the line of demarcation you're starting to see, right? The old guard and the new guard. Yes, and I don't know why that is. That's I don't think Sean Williams is a malcontent. I've never thought that. Uh, you, we can argue his his, you know. Ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought he's a solid safety. Did his mm-hmm. job as to the best he could. Oh, you mentioned he's a, he's a captain, and it wasn't that was the players who think enough of him to make him a captain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he should be. Get, and it's not like Von Bell's killing more. it. And that's the thing. If Von Bell's getting Von shredded, Bell either move him or take his ass out. I'm and almost put Sean I'm almost just to put him at linebacker. Yeah. At least he can run. run Von Bell on the on one of the most key third downs of the game. Right. Completely lost when they motioned in. With the tight end, yes. with Burton, they yes. motioned Burton in, and they went that during that out route, and they ran their whip, and he got he was so lost. But it's like, as a coach, you you won't keep the locker room when some people mess up and there's consequences, right. and others mess up and there's no consequences. Accountability. Well, what accountability, character, communication? That's what Zach Taylor's supposed to be building this thing on, right? Character and communication. I I, I don't see how. So that's, I guess here's the question: Then why have that attitude towards the old guard? I get some of Carlos pisses me off a lot too. Sure. He, he'd be one of the most frustrating guys I think I could ever He's coach. He's moody and he yes. feels sorry for himself. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think he needs a Mike Zimmer type whose foot is always literally up his ass to the point of I can't. I'm tired of listening. Is he going to be available, Mike Zimmer? Yeah, that's the the, 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 the oh, Mike Zimmer train back here. Maybe maybe oh, gaining gain some steam. I, I'd sign me up Zimmer. right now. I'd sign me up for me? Mike Zimmer today. I, he Would could you call take Zach too. Taylor or Hugh Jackson? Hugh Jackson. I take Latoya Jackson. <laughs> you, you're talking about as an offensive coordinator because they damn sure aren't head coaches. But I think I tell you what, you get you get Zim back here with Hugh as an offensive coordinator. They I might win. sign up with that. They're gonna win. I might sign up. The for one that. thing that we said when Hugh Jackson was here was creativity. He utilized the players he had. Now he overwhelmed as a head coach, but 
clearly others are overwhelmed as a head coach too. Look yes. at you. And some guys are. You some dropped, guys just you are. on a podcast last week to me, and now you're dropping Hugh again. Look at you. He's all in on the Hugh Jackson train. I'm he in on really any. Is. I'm in on anyone else calling okay, plays at this but point. But you've been in enough locker rooms. You were probably. I mean, I don't know if you were always in a winning locker room in Carolina. You were on a bad team once, right? A bad team. Yeah. Not awful. How'd that? How'd that go with with some of the veterans who had checked out? Not great. Right. You lose that locker room quick. 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 Uh, we had Steve the, Smith was he a disruptor? We had the unfortunate. <laughs> no. We had we had the unfortunate oh area. He's not a me first guy by any stretch. That John Fox knew with like seven games left he was gone, so it was a really fun last seven weeks of, of football. Um, Thirty minute practices, little frisbee. Did you realize that was it for you too? <laughs> yep, pretty much. I was like, yep, elbow is starting to hurt yep. here. Throb, throb, Man, throb. It, but it, uh, it honestly, I mean. Clearly, to, to be the head coach here of the Cincinnati Bengals, you don't have to have, have head coaching experience. No. You don't have to be successful calling plays. No. I mean, like people would line up out the door to throw their name that, in this hat. That's back to your arrogance point again. As a play caller, at some point here, you have to look in the mirror and go, it is not working. And yes, he can point right back to me and go, dude, we almost had 400 yards against the best defense in football. Was it? I'll give you, again, I know. Who, without I'm, our I, best player. I'm playing the devil's advocate. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know you are. I know you are. But at some point when it's not working and you're not making critical calls properly or your critical calls are not working, we'll get to Samaje, the Samaje call here in a second. You have to go, I have to let somebody else do it, but that's where the arrogance comes in. Nope, I can do this, damn it. Now, I don't know if you can, buddy. I just don't think the you can. Great, the great Rich Benzman at Reading. Love Rich basketball Benzman. Love him. Would great always coach. give the old, it's easy to be captain of the ship when the sea is calm. Hey, when it's... 14 nothing and the offense is rolling. Zach Taylor looked great yesterday. He looked fabulous. Hey, Couldn't you see his confidence? Oh, oh. Yeah. What happened? Let's go flea flicker. What happened? The quickest <laughs> the quickest flea flicker in the history of I flea flickers. I will say, he got that ball out of his hand right now. <laughs> that was impressive, yeah, actually. It was, yeah. but, but, but what happened when things started getting close and things got a little rocky? Right back to the, the basic. Plunge, plunge, pass. Yeah, plunge, now plunge, we're, pass. We're, we're going to coach tight. We're going to try to hold on to this thing. And you mentioned it on the on our, our Bengals Brawl podcast at halftime twenty four twenty one, like you had your mindset at halftime would have been we've got to get to forty forty. I wrote it and because they, I do this yeah, dinky little halftime observation. And thing. they I'm came like, out with they three, got to score three and out three and out. They scored three more points. They settle for field goals on fourth and one. They go to Samaj P. Like it's that's the arrogance. Right. I'm <laughs> I'm smarter than you. I'm gonna put in this. Go, go ahead. No, I'm gonna segue to that. So that's a perfect segue to oh. it. So third and one, down 28-27. Bengals on the Colts 30. They decide to go to I formation, which I know people don't like it, but I'm okay in certain circumstances. Fine They've done it. it. Usually, Seathan Carter's the guy that lines up at fullback, and mm-hmm. there's not a good chance that Seathan Carter's going to see the football. So they decide to put Samaj P. Ryan at fullback, who really, he's built like one, but he's been a single back or a tailback for the vast majority of his career, but that's okay. I, he's a big guy. He's got some girth to him. He plays special teams. He's 240. Samaj P. Ryan's played now 12 games for the Bengals in two seasons. 12 games. Had zero carries before this. Zero. Yep. He did have a year in Washington where he ran Smart. for 600 yards, so he's Smart. run some in this league. No one's expecting it. But but you paid Joe Mixon $48 million. Did you not? Or am I wrong? Did I miss that part of the program? No, four years, $48 million. Four years, $48 million, right. Giovanni Which, Bernard, what's he making? He's making... <laughs> another four? Enough. I don't know if I run... Another four million. Maybe. So, yeah. you, so you're paying $16 million to two backs. And so on third and one, down one, if I'm going to run the football... It's not a matter of I'm going to be the smartest guy in the room. 
I'm going to let my player make a play. And if he doesn't, I can honestly live with looking at the Colts and going, damn, you guys stuffed my play. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, look at the Derrick Henry run against Houston yesterday. Mm-hmm. Lines up five yards deep in the freaking shotgun and says, he's coming. You want to stop it? Yeah. Rolled into the end zone. If they had stopped it, if I'm Mike Vrabel, I'd have probably gone for it on fourth down. But I think Mike Vrabel went, I got my best guy back here. I got a great offensive line. Here we come. You know it's coming. All 11 of you over there know it's coming. Stop it. And yep. that's the thing with the Pirine call. If you're going to get all cute and be a doofus and give some IJ Pirine. Doofus who, is the right word. Who hasn't had a, a touch, right? It, Zero. hasn't had a touch. Zero. In a Bengals uniform in a game that mattered outside of the preseason, right? So a game that mattered. If you're going to do that on third and one, you're going on. You four. better go for it on fourth down. I, Tony and I were talking before you got here, James. I, I I don't mind the field goal. I mind the no. field goal after that play. I, I, yeah. If it's me, I wanted oh. to try to take the lead. We can talk about Randy Bullock's clutch can, can, gene or not. I don't I know if the go, clutch gene is there or not. But Can I go over the plays I would have rather seen? Not just hand the ball to Joe Mixon or Giovanni Bernal. I wouldn't mind seeing a play-action pass and take a shot and then go for it on fourth down. to any active receiver, including Mike Thomas, who I was just kind of mean to. Deep ball to any of them. I would have but, actually put Jesse Bates in because he can go up and high point a ball. Yes, he can. I, Very I well. I would have quarterback snuck it. I, heck, I would have rather Tyler Boyd thrown it to Joe Burrow. <laughs> A little, Philly, a little Philly special. Not even kidding. Yeah, no, I'm with what? you. Tyler Boyd can throw it. So, I, I like, there are so many options. Like, the Samaj P. Ryan fullback dive is probably option number 57. I thought only we, 53 guys on the roster. Yes. I thought and we only, traded only 47 for, or 48 active. It's like, is that Kyle Juszczyk? <laughs> Did we draft a fullback? What are we doing? Um, there are so many things wrong with it. <laughs> but the one thing for me, like, the offensive line was actually getting a push. And they dominated when they lined up in shotgun and ran that little zone read. Yes. Joe Mixon is now able to have five yards head of steam and to put his I'm, head down and get a yard. I'm even okay if you want to go I formation and run behind Samaj yes. and Pirine. Like I said, if you stop me, I'll go But take my cap. Good for you. But the only thing worse than the Pirine thing, real quick, is handing it off to Fred Johnson. That would have been worse. That was the only one. <laughs> but your play. That's the only one that would have been worse. No, I just found it. Bobby Hart tackle eligible. Who's 60, 69 Khalil McKenzie? He yeah. might be the slowest human I've ever watched try to chase a quarterback. That would have been worse. <laughs> I, it, it, the problem is watching that, him waddle after Philip Rivers. I think Rivers actually has one guy in the league he can beat in a yeah. foot race. It's Khalil McKenzie. The problem is, is that this is the same reaction I had after the the I wanted to say use check again after the Samaje Piron run. Like it's just laughable. And then it's one thing like, okay, we're going to give it to our running back. But instead, you give it to a guy that only has two yards head start because right. he's right next to the line. Yes, when they're all bunched in there anyway. I'm yeah. like, so so your play is just a dive right into the defense? <laughs> no, he said it was a fullback dive. Not only a sneak, like where Burrow can just tunnel ahead and get pushed. You go to Piron, and then Joe Mixon's running to the sideline to fake some kind of pitch that drew nobody. So you get no push, and you had two yards head start with a guy that hasn't got a carry. What are we doing? What, 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 I mean, is that really trying to show you're the smartest guy in the room? I got to read this quote. Yeah, it's it's third and one, fullback play. <laughs> I asked him. I said, was there a better option than that? And that, just, this is his answer to the question. Just a fullback dive play. Mm. I felt like he was best suited for that job. Because <laughs> he lined up as the fullback on the fullback dive play. By the way. I, I would have rather given the ball to John Ross right there. I Me too. Like, like literally in the anybody. Eye. In the yeah, eye. Yes. <laughs> like if he can with a straight face say that I feel like he was best suited for that play, <laughs> then I feel like I'm sitting here today. I'm best suited for the Bengals head coach. No. Coach. I mean, what what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? That's your answer. You just you you just blew a 21 nothing lead. 
game on the line in the NFL. You still got a chance to somehow pull this thing out, right? They would be two, three, and one. Yes, and could feel really good with the about battle with Cleveland being a mess coming in. Yeah, again with another chance to beat up a reeling Browns team. Yes. Oh my God. Now what do you have? Now you have more dissension. More, dissension. more guys chirping. Here, and here's my question. Darius now. Phillips wants a bigger role, whatever that means. Here's my question. Joe Mixon. I'd rather give it to Darius Phillips. There's your yeah, bigger role. Absolutely. Go, you know what, Chief? You mouthed off. Line up in the I formation. Go. Hey, LaShawn Sims. Sweet. <laughs> You're in. Go. Joe Mixon got paid, right? Yup. If you're Joe Mixon and that ankle swells up a little bit, no question. Are you are you giving all you can to play this week? And I ain't blaming him anymore if he does nope. it. I mostly blame guys when they because do that. Because that crap is what you are going to see the rest of the way. Because here's sure here's the you absolutely here's the are. ugly truth for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, you get one chance against this reeling Browns team, a Browns team that gassed you all over the field on Thursday night football, and a team that got embarrassed yesterday. So the Browns are still playing for something, right? No question. So They're very much in the playoffs. In fact, they, they beat so the playoffs have, today, right? If it, yes. And, yeah. You have a chance to beat the Browns, or you let the Browns roll all over you. Here's here's a newsflash: you're not beating the Steelers, and you're not beating, and, and you're not beating Derrick Henry and Tennessee because he'll run the ball yeah, fifty yeah. times. Because Vrabel will say, "Here's our best player. I'm going to use him fifty times." Huh. They will have huh. one win going into the bye. And, and how and many in the Steelers coming out of the box? And how many of these <laughs> how many of these players are going to want to play on that team? None. And where's this locker room going to be at when you lose the next three? Like and, and that bye week becomes very yeah, interesting we've to said me it, for many reasons. We, we've said it on this show before. If 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 there's such thing for a one win team or a three win coach as a must win game, better beat the Browns. This I week. would agree with that. It won't happen the next two. I would agree with that. And honestly, that that. Did you what watch you the just Steelers said, hit Baker Mayfield yesterday? A, a couple weeks ago. I would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would guess not playing Joe Burrow against the Steelers. I, I would tell and you. That would, that would cross my mind after watching. Baker obviously went in hurt. I don't know if you saw. There was one where it, it slow-moed down, and he had gotten hit as he threw it and kind of had his back to where you could, you could see his face was facing the camera. And the grimace on his face mm-hmm. in slow motion as he was going to the ground, I thought, I knew you were hurt going in. And that whatever shot you just took, my man, whether yep. you think of anything of Baker Mayfield or not, like, ugh. And I don't want to see Joe Burrow have that happen to him either. No. That, that's, that, that, that's down the road. And I don't trust this coach to call plays to keep Burrow upright and to keep to protect him. I mean, think about it. Think about what we've seen. If, he, if Burrow has to throw it 61 times, he's going he's gonna to do it because that's what the game dictates. <laughs> if, if this needs to happen, that, that he's going to do it. The reality is, and this is why I talk about Ross, I, I don't get paid because of that, but you know what? Because people are like, oh, you're a Ross guy. No, I'm not on his payroll. But it makes it much easier for Burrow. It makes it much easier on a quarterback. And guess who else it makes it easier on? Zach Taylor, yes. who doesn't have anyone who can Nothing's stretch the easy field. on Zach right but, now. But, but nothing is. And that's the, the crazy point. And you want to talk about dissension? Auden Tate was inactive for one game. And you heard his agent whine, bitch, and moan. Yes. And that was a healthy scratch. This last one mm-hmm. yesterday, he was hurt. So just John Ross was inactive. Yeah, exactly. I was talking about the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were. John Ross was inactive for two games, didn't hear anything from anyone. You're talking about a ninth overall pick. Free agent to be a lot of money on the line. I didn't take that money on the line next year. He's That's not right. going to be a free agent. Then he he's sick, and then yesterday he plays one snap. Have you heard anything? Mm-mm. And yet you should. So, so, so you would think, yeah. And no, honestly, no, I wouldn't and, blame and, and I've heard Zach Taylor because we've asked him. I think you're the one that asks him every week. But you, but it's been asked of where do things jam with John? Yeah. And he gives the he's doing all the right things. I mean, right? Yeah. And, and that's the crazy part is clearly not. And that, and that, that's the thing. You don't want to lose a locker room. Well, if I'm John, 
And I get it. He's, he has a ton to prove in this league. Hasn't proven really anything. It, at some point, I check out too. So it's not just Joe or Carlos or Gino. It, it's a guy like John who's like, man, and am I, just, I ever going to get a shot? And I'm with Tony. I think that's just a trickle down, especially especially for veterans, especially for the Joe Mixons where, mm-hmm. listen, man, my, not all of my 48's guaranteed, right? I mean, a good chunk of it is, and he got yep. paid, and that, that, that helped, I think, ease his mind. I think it certainly helped his migraines go away. Um, but not all that's guaranteed. Why am I going to continue and... What, three straight weeks? Chest injury played and ran for whatever, I had 180 mm-hmm. in the Jacksonville mm-hmm. game. Shin injury last week, played his ass off and got the living daylight speed out of him on a meaningless last drive that you settled yeah. for a field goal to get something on could, the board. Could Samaje Piron get carries against Baltimore? Right, you think? Because you, you were protecting Joe Burrow, right? Right. Not going to protect your other investment? I mean, again, all these decisions in a vacuum, you shrug off. You start doing them, you it's almost like, what are you doing? I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. It feels like it there's a power struggle like, of some kind, it's gonna get ugly and, and, soon. It, and it feels like they're they really are trying to build their college program. Yes. Well, what the was five Luke, year plan? What was Luke Fickle's record in year two at UC when he was rebuilding Tommy Tuberville? Because he was he was winning games. That's what he was doing. It quickly it quickly flipped to winning. Quickly, yes, Zach. Stop at taking your time with this because if you don't win, and now you're you guys are right. In a couple weeks ago, I sat in this chair and said they're going to beat the Browns. They're not beating the Browns. That, that is, well, if they don't beat the Browns, they're going to be one six and one at the bye, and then the Steelers and, and after the bye. And the Steelers and coming out. No, no one on that roster will want to play that Steelers game. No, coming out. How how many games? Every bumps, every bump and bruise that you have, uh, coach. I can't go today. And if I'm the coaching staff or I'm Mike Brown, I would seriously have a conversation at the bye about if we want to play Joe Burrow the rest of the way out. I think you do. You still got to develop the guy. You have to, but but is it it going to be developing him against the Steelers if the if if the first go around the Steelers sack him seven times? Or eight times. Uh, it's a they're legit gonna, point. They but might I, but, sack him 12 but, times. But you, you gotta, they're going to try to. you got to play. You can't put him in a bubble. You they're going to try. And he's going to want to play. All right, so, oh. so this is probably a week too early to do this because the, the, the week of the bye is when the trade deadline that you mentioned is. Mm-hmm. And, and I get these all the time, and so do you. Of, oh, trade Dunlap and trade, trade Atkins for a lineman. Great in theory. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. So who has value as we look at it to trade? Maybe AJ after yesterday and maybe AJ moving does. forward. And I still think he did have some. And believe it or not, I'm actually going to come to your defense. The other guy that maybe it's why I'm not going to play him is maybe I do have a little value for John Ross at the trade deadline. You know, there still is that first-round ability. There still is that speed. You're, you're not getting much back for him, but at least there's something you're going to get back for him. I think you get nothing. The best you can hope for for Dunlap and Atkins is a conditional seventh in which people pick up their contract, and I don't see anybody doing that barring the Rams losing Aaron Donald to some injury that costs them the rest of the year. Because they're not using them. Right. They're not showing that Dunlap and Atkins are still those guys, and that's the problem. That's now, the behind problem the scenes, Dunlap's agent can probably go around and go, listen, my guy wants out of there. He'll come to you he's and play your ass tank. off. He's got more than tank. Gino's agent. If he's smart, mm-hmm. hey, listen, this guy, he doesn't want to play for these cats. He, you know, he's, he's still the Gino you remember. Not maybe the all-pro guy, but tell you what, on your playoff team, he's going to make a mm-hmm. difference. And so they're going to sell that, but I don't know, but that means other teams know that too, right? Yeah. So you're not getting any. Trust me, you're not getting, get a, get a quality right tackle. No, you're not, folks. You're not getting well, Contenders are trading for these guys. Yes, the that's contenders right. are going to keep their right tackle. Yes, thank you. Thank but you. Th- they'll give up day three picks. You're talking about day three picks at for best, all these guys. At best, maybe conditional day three picks. Um, I, I think Green is around a five. I do too because I think if he shows he's got enough in the tank, I think some contender will want him. I I, I think 
That because uh, at that stage eight, he could play his way into a, like if he has a hundred yards next week against the Browns. In that and, stage, you're on the you're on the hook for half of his deal. So you're on the hook for nine mil. I think a contender would swallow that. Yeah, because yeah, it, it it's just this year. Right. Yeah, it doesn't right. affect anything in the future. Right. And and who knows? Maybe it works out, and you're like, all right, let's roll. Yeah, right. So so we'll see there. All right, so no, Ross, so no. Ross, I got asked when I went on with the the Colts last week a couple on a couple different shows. I got asked about Ross because they need a speed. They need a speedster. They put a kid on the field yesterday, a speedy kid that they haven't played. Kid, they just brought the practice squad. Yeah, caught, caught a ball, number twelve. I'm drawing a blank. On yeah, his name. I forget. Yeah, he yeah. did. Another they were all catching. Another one of their great all, receivers. All catching passes. <laughs> good, old, good old number twelve was out there. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Tommy Tuberville in the game. Yeah, twelve, pretty good. Look at old twenty-five. Make that tackle. Good old twenty-five. I mean, Jackie Moon with the Flint Tropics gave up a washing machine for Monix. I'll, I'll take the, that now. Maybe the Bengals could use a washing machine. Six, six towels and a, and, a, and, a, and a grapefruit. You know, a lot of those out. stories about, you know, the used jock straps and stuff like that, they might need a washing machine. All right, all right, so let's go back to this for a second to wrap up this NFL Bengals segment. Will the Bengals, if they think they can get value for A.J. Green, make a deal in your opinion? I still say no. Yes. I know the Bengals. I'm with you. I say I, no. I've, I've, I've known What's them way the too damn long. Just let them walk after this year? No, resign them. Resign them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. He's flashing now. Why? Oh, now you're calling us about him? Yeah, it's because he's he's turned the corner. We yeah. want him still. Yeah, don't don't. They're, they're, Are you kidding? Let's give him four more. How long they're, have you been here? They're Let's going to make the years. same mistake they made at last year's trade deadline when there was some real value for right. AJ Green. When teams were willing to go, I don't know, but I'd like to see. Let's keep him, because I wouldn't want to have to turn on the TV on Sunday Night Football and watch Andrew Whitworth dominate. <laughs> More, I, I wouldn't want to watch AJ Green dominate for five more years. Uh, but we you, choose not but, to pay him. But you may, you may. All right. So, so what is the end game here for this Zach Taylor experiment, folks? And when, when, when does the end game come? He needs to play his best guys this Sunday. That, 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 that's that's what needs to that's happen. A, that's a good the answer. Game, the end game is simple. Uh, if this team is serious about winning and changing the culture, which they did by spending money in the off season, and they drafted Joe Burrow, then you also realize that in the NFL you have a very small window with a rookie quarterback pay scale to succeed and build a championship roster, and you don't have time to wait three years. And you know what you do? This is how you get Zach to play his best guys. You tell him. The sense of urgency. Ultimately. You got to the bye, buddy. If Whatever. You, if you don't if you don't start winning games, you're done. Yes. Everybody's done. We're not playing this game with Joe Burrow's career. We know he's legit. We don't think you are. And if you're going to make the change, We're, do it now, right? Do it. Don't don't wait another year or two and go. No, no. Th- this is it. Yes. This to me. So what's the minimum for you guys? To me, they're they're what? They're one four and one. They should be at least. You, be, should, that you one best be go three. five ten and one. Five in five. I think five is my number two. So, the, the so one, after the, the buy, they're going to win four? The one oh, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying what the minimum is. The one makes it tough, right? Because yeah, it does. Because I, I would yeah. have had it at five and 11. Yes, correct. So I think bare, bare minimum has to be four, 11, and one. Bare minimum. <laughs> I'll make it real simple. Yes. You would get coaches lining up out of Paul Brown Stadium to want to come in and coach Joe Burrow. I don't know if they want to coach in the Mike Brown family, but yes. I, I, I mean, they, they showed that they're willing to spend money. And I, again... What I heard about this staff, the arrogant thing, I think I remember they had trouble getting uh who didn't want Jack Del Rio didn't want to be the defensive That's coordinator. Right. That's right. Like I think that there are, are people that look at this Zach, coaching staff and roll their eyes. Zach Taylor right. went out of his way to defend Jim Turner in this offensive line. Went out of his way because there was the, the issues of Jim Turner in his previous coaching jobs. Yeah. Went out of his way. I mm. know. How about they could have had Bill Callahan Vouched potentially. For him. He's doing great in, in Cleveland. Vouch no for Turner. No question. 
He's my guy. Got to have Jim Turner. Frank Pollock. By the way, didn't Pollock, did he decide to leave? I think that was a mutual parting of the ways, and, I believe. And, but, but that's another that's yep. another example. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, Zach Taylor, he's the next Sean McVay. If you're Frank Pollock, you stick around. I want to be a part of that. Yep. All right, I always play, I like to play this game. This will be the one NFL question I'll ask you before we move to college football. If you took stock in one of these teams making the playoffs in the respective conference, who would it be? Patriots in the AFC, Bears in the NFC. Still the Patriots. Bears. Because of their four-man run. Ne- ne- neither would be probably my answer, but yes. Bears. I picked Carolina over... Uh, oh, dude, I was all in yesterday. Uh, I was all, Chicago. Was all way in. Wrong. I was all in on my confidence pool with the Carolina pick, my friend. Yes, I was. In your co- really? Not not complete. I was all in on Miami for 15, or oh, for 14, okay. but I was all in... Uh, I, I was all in on the point... I have a do another one we do point spread, too. Uh, so I was I all in on the point spread with that. Miami was like my third choice there. But yeah, no, the confidence pool... New England knocked a bunch of people out the one I'm in yesterday. Yeah. New I'm, England got I'm me, too. With. I would have thrown money on They got some people. Buckle in for the case for Andy Dalton for MVP starting... Primetime Andy, New Era, baby. We'll see if it guess is. Guess who I picked for that game? Dallas. I'm going to guess you picked Arizona. Arizona. Dallas. I'm all in on Dallas tonight. Andy I think they picks kill six. them. Oh, oh, my. Are you kidding me? 31 20. Yep. We'll, we'll bet off air on that if you want. <laughs> bet on air. Bet on air. Six pack of your finest. Done. Done. Deal. I like it. Straight up? Straight up. Done. Wow. Done. That's, that's a stealing. Thank you. I'm stealing from him. Yes. That's yeah. like candy. You think that Dallas defense is going to stop Kyler Murray? No, Kyler Murray will stop Kyler Murray. Samaj P. Ryan might might get stopped by that Dallas defense, but Kyler Murray's a different different animal. I I couldn't even tell you the Dallas fullback is. They obviously don't have one because they run a one back. You think third and one, even as goofy as as the last head coach Jason Garrett was at times, do you think he'd have run his fullback on a dive or Zeke Elliott on third and one? Zeke is going to eat tonight, (laughs) as will Andy Dalton. As will Kyler Murray. Red Rifle Time, boys. All right, we'll come back. Quick segment on college football, and we'll wrap things up. It's the Angry Quarterbacks from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner, only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, Local12.com, The Real Quarterback. Tony Pike and James Rapine from SI.com. Tony and I talked uh, high school football in segment one with the playoffs in Ohio in the round three and Indiana in round one as Kentucky winds its way to the end of the regular season. We just spent a lengthy segment on the Bengals, understandably so. And now to touch on a little bit of college football where let's go to this past weekend before we look ahead. UC had its game with Tulsa canceled due to COVID uh, positive tests on UC's campus. Um, Tony, I'm probably putting you on the spot here a little bit, but what do you know now going into this week? Because that quarantine period isn't two days. That's the that's the the concerning piece. Right. If this was a home game this week, it's one thing. They have to travel. Yes, and there's a certain threshold. I don't know the exact numbers. There's a certain threshold you hit where you can't play in that week. And look, for, for UC, for COVID to become a problem, they test three days a week, I believe. And their, their test that resulted in the positives was Wednesday, last Wednesday. So there's a 10-day quarantine program 
for those that test positive. Well, do the math. Ten days from Wednesday, how are you going to fly to Dallas on Friday? I, I just don't. I don't know how logistically that works. Uh, unless unless we're on a Nick Saban plane here, where you can get COVID and beat it in a day. I don't know how this game happens on Saturday, which is a shame because UC Tulsa was going to be a big game, and now SMU and look, SMU and UC is a huge game for UC. You watch UCF give up 50 to Memphis and lose, you feel pretty good about your chances in the AAC. The only thing that can derail you is not getting enough games in. Uh, this game against SMU, based on what SMU can do, they're down their, their best running back and receiver uh, for the season, which which obviously hurts them. But I just I don't know based but on the COVID no, But there's test, no real wiggle room anymore to move this, right? Right, right. and I, don't, I just don't know based on when the tests were – in that 10-day period, how I mean, you can I, fly to Dallas. I guess the only th- other thing I could think of is you move this to Sunday the, or, or Monday, maybe, push it back. Then that puts UC and probably SMU. I've not looked at it at SMU. But then UC plays the next week. They do play at home against Memphis. I mean, maybe they play on a shorter week. But I, I, it's almost like, barring anything else, you got to get this game in. And maybe you get it in shorthanded. I don't know. I don't know why they don't. This, we're talking about universities here with a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Test daily. It's dwindling. <laughs> it's, it's the- I mean, you should test daily, though. Like, that. that's three times a week, fine. But the reason Nick Saban was able to get cleared I mean, and you were able to do the false positive and, and is because he took so many tests. SEC test, money, test, though, test, is test, different test. than no, American I, Athletic I, I mean, I know, I know. I'm but, just, but, but I'm saying when an outbreak happens, I'm not saying every single day always. Right, but, when an outbreak happens. But, but, but now you got you literally have these guys that are tested. So when do they click? Well, they've had five uh, negative tests, so now they can go yeah. and fly to Dallas. Here is the, that would be my, my point. Here's my concern for college football because they don't have the, the billions that the NFL does. Football currently is handling COVID symptoms, even with a negative test, as a positive. positive and as a quarantine. Right. Every season, whether I was playing or calling games on the sideline for UC, there are one or two games where you get on that team plane and half the team's in masks. Right. Because they have the flu. You hit flu season. And then they, they get to the, the game and they all take IVs and they rest and then they play. Some play sick. Right. This Now, this season, you're telling me that if I come in with a flu and I got a 101 fever, I'm being sent home. How are you preparing... How are you playing through the heart of flu season? Right. It, that, I, I, I just I don't know how it happens. And that's why test. I'm fair or not. If you're going to have a season, right? And they are, so they've made that decision. So that means they have to invest testing every single day. So if if there are five kids with the flu, well then you got to test them every single day for COVID. Yeah. And that's just I, I think that's the way you do it. And you quarantine them for three or four days, and if they test negative four or five times, and that's it, then you you, you move forward. Yeah, it's just, I, I think it's going to get I, right. Messy. I mean, Richard, is there another way? I think no. the key is testing. I, I, it's the only way to do I, it. I think you're right because again, now you're at the stage of zero wiggle room with schedules. At, at some point, you just start lopping off games, and then if you're a UC that's hoping to put together a resume to at least get in the conversation of a college football playoff. And that's by that's by the wayside, and you can't go Sunday Thursday. <laughs> that's just, right, no, it's just not. Gonna I mean, happen. I'm thinking Sunday to Saturday, or sort of, or, you know, Monday to Saturday for a college kid is a big is a big ask. Yeah, I mean, it's, it really truly is. Um, yeah, I, 
I think I think they will do everything in their power, even if it means you go down there with 52 guys and play it, but then you're compromising, you're then, right? You're <laughs> then risking losing, and then your season's over anyway because you, you lose any, any of that chance. That, that sucks. All right, on the field from this past weekend, Alabama proved to be the real deal. Is it uh, snapped Georgia uh, pretty good, outscored them 24-0 in the second half. Clemson played extremely angry to beat Georgia Tech. I hear some running jokes now that Trevor Lawrence may come back for his senior season just to avoid getting drafted by the Jets, and, and maybe maybe he does. But Can man, I ask you guys a question? Question. Yes. If somehow the Jets win two games and Zach Taylor goes one fourteen and one, and the Bengals have the first overall pick, I'm trading it for the bounty of bounties. Is that what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. You're trading it because I've got my franchise quarterback. Yeah. I do. I got I'm, my guy. I'm, I'm going to be I'm 24. I, I got my guy. You sure? Yeah, I yeah. got my guy. I don't know. I do. I got my guy. I think I might. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that simple. I, I really. Can, I, you I, made can, it sound really simple. It's really. I don't simple. think it's that simple. I'm, I'm finding some other guys. Did you see Trevor? Yeah, I saw Joe Burrow do a lot of that last year too. Yeah, three years older Made, makes it look easy at that older. level, and he's made it look he hasn't made it look easy in the NFL. I don't got concerns over that kid. No, I, I don't I, either. I don't. It's it's not a Joe Burrow thing. It's a I'm with you. Anyways, go ahead. Joe it's Burrow a shiny has the new mental car. side as well. Yeah, it's the shiny. That I think would. I'm 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 gonna I'm getting pieces I'm getting pieces around Joe Joe Burrow for goodness yeah. sakes. And how about my Kentucky Wildcats, Tony Pike? Wow. Go in till Knoxville. First time Damn. since 1984 and come away with a win. Pick two pick sixes in that game. Last time they they won, Jeff Bacoro and I were in college together, and he was on the field for that game as Kentucky beat Tennessee 17-12 in the same. I was in the top of the stadium with it going back and forth. Actually, I was broadcasting the game for the student uh, radio station. Last uh, last 10 years, more impressive resume, more impressive team. Bearcats or Kentucky? Last 10 years? Last decade. Last decade? Well, that doesn't include you. I know. That's why I kept it, because if I was in there, it would obviously be UC. <laughs> I like that comment. Because right now you got the UC Luke Fickle era. And you got the, the Stoops coming out of the, the J- Joker Phillips. Joker yep. Joker did take him to a couple bowls, but so did Tubbs. Yeah. Tubbs did, too. I guess I'd go UC. And so did Butch Jones. We're talking about a decade. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, and Butch Jones yeah. did, too. Yeah, I, I think I'd go okay. UC. Now, also... Let's flip and Conference. one team in the SEC. Yeah. Let's flip the other team in the AAC. I mean, they all, and let's pick a team that picked up UC scraps too, and Eddie Grant. <laughs> Trust me, I have my frustrations <laughs> with Eddie Grant at times. Eddie Grant, though, with the big equal sign, or I'm sorry, the big greater sign. Yeah. Eddie Grant greater Zach Taylor. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes, Mike the, 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 Mike Denbrock greater Zach Taylor. By the way, the the. The back-to-back would you see rather have, Hang on, would Mike? Would, here's my question: oh, no. Would Luke Fickle rather have Mike Denbrock calling plays? Oh, Jesus! Oh. Or Zach Taylor calling plays? Oh, Gino Gadoli. <laughs> Tony Pike. Would Covington Catholic rather have Eddie Eviston calling plays or Zach Taylor calling Eddie. plays? Eddie. Would Saint Xavier rather have? I can't think of the guy's name. The guy they brought up from Louisville uh, Trinity. A thousand times over. Or yeah. Zach Taylor calling play. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know why I can't think of his name. I would take him as the Bengals OC right now. Yes. I can't think of his name either. They brought him up from Louisville Trinity. Yeah. You going to hire Joe Good. Brady as head coach next year? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. He's an OC now. He is. I, I think they need to probably make the playoffs. Why? Probably. Yeah, Coverdale at Saint X. Yeah, Coverdale. That's it. Why? Yeah. What? Why? Who needs to make the playoffs? He's already won more games as a coordinator. That's true. He's got what three? Jeez, so you don't even hit. What are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> He's gonna make the playoffs. I think you still need to make the playoffs. Um, all right, fellas, we will be back next week after the Bengals probably lose to the Browns, and we'll be beating this this huh. dead horse to a dead pulp. Um, I do want to know what the end game is. I do think that this is gonna be an interesting week, James. Um, I'll be interested to see who we talk to on Zooms. I'll be interested to see some of the answers that we get because it does feel like there is an absolute divide that has grown in that locker room. Guess who I asked for this morning? Who? Carlos Dunlap. 
Good for you. <laughs> guess, Hopefully we guess, get him. Guess who we ain't getting today at 2 o'clock? Carlos, Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap. <laughs> well, we'll see. I would have asked for Gino, but we know we're never At what point does Dunlap just do his own, like, Zoom? Um, he's, I think he's trying to do, do that as, as we I speak. mean, that was on the Bengals. His comments are on the Bengals', Bengals Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> employee, employee 96, baby. <laughs> That's still my favorite comment. I'm employee 96. You know, at least if it's anything, it's entertaining. Do you think Zach Taylor bought his house, or is he renting? Uh, if he if he because if he bought it, it's it, a good market. Good point. It, it, it is a buyer's market or sell, seller's market. Do you rather. sell now? Sell now, get a little condo. Tuberville might need a running mate. <laughs> He'd have to move. He had to become a resident of Alabama though first. Okay. He'd go back to Oklahoma and run for office. Who's been more successful, Tommy Tuberville or Zach Taylor? Here's here's my question then. Tubbs is making a, a strong push. No, I'm talking about in Cincinnati. If Eddie Everson decides to take a college job after this year, would Covcath hire Zach Taylor? Think about that. Chew on that for the next podcast. We'll be back next week for James Rapine of SI.com. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Tony Pike, the real quarterback. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sino Sports. Yeah, I'm Cincinnati pimping. C I N C I N N A T I P.